Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, The World as We Know It. Once again, I'm going to remind everybody that listens to this podcast that we are an affiliate of the Warzone Civilians Advocacy Group. Um, so definitely go check them out. They're on most social medias. I personally am a part of that group. Uh, it's on pretty much all social medias. It's just Warzone Civilians Advocacy Group. No spaces, no caps. So you'll find that on Instagram, Twitter, I think. Yeah, we have a YouTube, but I'm not sure that it gets used a lot. And of course, this podcast is the affiliate of that. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about kind of just an overall of what type of conflicts are going on in the world and how each of them affects each other, kind of just a general overview of the conflicts and humanitarian crises that are going on in the world right now. Um, so, we've been talking about Israel twice. The last two episodes were about Israel, because obviously that's a very widespread topic right now. Um, it's definitely a topic that I think has been, it, it's been a bad crisis for a long time. I just think that people kind of found out that they can make a trend out of it now. So, that made me a bit a bit upset that it's a trend for people now. Hopefully people actually, like, learn something about it and actually help. But, um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Right now, I haven't heard much news out of the Yemen crisis lately. It's been kind of the same. The Saudis are still bombing Yemen. And that's supported by lots of other countries, like Canada... And I thought, we thought the U.S. had stopped supporting them, but apparently they're still supporting the UAE, the United Arab Emirates, who are also helping in that bombing. So it's it's a bit mysterious whether they're still involved with that or not. We've still got a lot of violence rising in the Sahel region. We did an episode on that. So that's with terrorism and stuff like that. There's obviously going to be a very big chance in Afghanistan for terrorism to rise up again when the Americans leave. So hopefully that does, hopefully other, we can get that under control. I still stand with the position that I think, and the War Zone Civilians Advocacy Group believes that it's premature for the United States to leave. The Afghan government is not ready for them to leave and we feel that if the Afghan, or sorry, if the United States leave, leaves, the Afghan government will not be able to support themselves, and the Taliban will ultimately take back over, and it will once again become a refuge for terrorist organizations like ISIS and Al-Qaeda. Now, when we think about Al-Qaeda and ISIS, we often think about the Middle East, and that because that's where they are housed a lot of the time. But we don't think about how there's actually a lot more, there's a lot of terrorism in Northern Africa and throughout Africa. Because mostly this, these are the same groups. These aren't different groups. They're, they're the same groups, but they're still active in other countries. So we kind of see how sometimes different issues get blocked out because they're not as popular. And I definitely think that happens in in um, Southern America, in Mexico, 
and countries around that area where we see drug cartels and groups that just are doing horrible things to civilians and nobody is talking about it because it's not popular. And so we're definitely going to try and start talking about um, that kind of issue that we see in Southern America with the drug trades and stuff like that. Of course, we see drug trades not just in Southern America, all over the world. And I'd say that a lot of the time in, in, in the American countries up in Northern America, we think of ourselves as separate from these issues in Europe as well. And we see ourselves as separate from these issues because we think, oh, well, we don't see this gang violence in Canada. We don't see this gang violence in the United States. We don't see this gang violence in places in Europe like Great Britain. But when we really think about it, where are those drugs being sold to? And a lot of the time, those drugs are being sold to dealers in our own countries. So it's a bit hypocritical, I, I think, that we are going to like say that it's not our fault and it's a, and say, like, oh, it's this only happens in those countries when that's really just not true. Now, we're going to talk about civilian rights. Okay, so in many countries right now where conflicts happen, civilian rights are being discriminated against at a very high level. In the Middle East and conflict zones especially. Because in the Geneva Convention that highlights war crimes, killing innocent civilians without taking necessary precautions to prevent killing civilians is a war crime. And that happens in many countries. In Israel right now, neither side, the Hamas nor Israel, are taking enough precautions to prevent civilian casualties. The Hamas is firing rockets from in civilian streets and not ensuring that those rockets are fired at the targets they're meant to and not at civilians. We've seen cases of civilians, even in the Gaza Strip, getting killed by Hamas rockets because the Hamas didn't take enough time and due diligence to make sure that those rockets went over and hit the proper targets in Israel where they were shooting them at. It's the same for Israel on the other side, though. They haven't taken the proper measures to make sure that they aren't hitting civilian sitting sorry, hitting civilians. And we see young children and women and men getting killed by rockets because Israel didn't take due diligence to complete them, to do this properly. And yeah, it, it's bad because. We also see in many other countries, and in the Middle East a lot, we see a lot of crimes against journalists. We see journalists being taken, we see torture happening, we see arbitrary arrests. It's just, it, it's, it goes against the Geneva Convention. I think that a lot, a lot of us forget that how, how illegal and how against, against global and international law a lot of what these countries and groups are doing. I think what we think about is like, oh, well, they just need to stop, that that's evil. But we don't really see that there is actually laws that are supposed to prevent this because we think, oh, they're a country, they can do what they want. Like, of course, we want this to stop, but we think that they can do what they want when they can't. The Geneva Convention says they can't, 
because there's a lot, most of them are signed on to the Geneva Convention, and that is supposed to stop them from committing war crimes, which they do anyway. Under international humanitarian law, recruiting child soldiers under the age of 15 is illegal, and forcing child soldiers to join is illegal as well. Yet countries and groups still do this in many places, such as the Middle East, the Sahel, and sometimes South America. This still happens because, and this is something we don't always notice. I certainly haven't seen it on the news as much. I had to dig a little deeper than I should have had to to find out about this. And I that's that brings me to another point that I really do think that many countries in the Middle East can pay their way out of this kind of trouble and can bribe their way out of this trouble and because of their allies around the world, they can get out of the trouble for the crimes they have committed. And I, I don't think that's right. I don't think a lot of people think that's right because obviously the governments in the Middle East shouldn't have this much power over their civilians. Their civilians deserve freedom and safety that is something that they were, that is a birthright, that is a human right, is safety, and they are not being given that, and I don't think that's fair. And on top of that, in Yemen, when we see the UN go to give help to these people, to the people that are being bombed, we see the Houthis blocking this help. The Houthis are stopping this because they want to control more. And so when, when, when the UN sends in this aid, the Houthis block it because they want more control over their people. They want to choose who gets aid and when they get aid. And I don't think that the point the point of the United Nations is to be neutral in most conflicts. Generally, they don't remain neutral. And generally, they definitely take a side. But that doesn't mean that this humanitarian aid shouldn't be neutral. The humanitarian aid is for the civilians who are suffering from the war that is happening. And that should not be, dis people should not be discriminated against with this aid. Civilians that are hurt by this, whether they are Muslim, whether they are Christian, whether they are religious, or whether they their skin color, it doesn't matter. Whatever their gender is, doesn't matter. They should still get this humanitarian aid because they need it. And blocking that... I think would be a gross attack on humanitarian rights. I think that it's not fair for us to say, well, the Houthis control this, so they get to choose. I think that even the Saudi government and the Yemenese government shouldn't really get a say on this, seeing as they have lost control of over 50% of their country. They lost control of their capital. We watched the president of Yemen go running away from this conflict and ultimately die from, from that. It's been a very turbulent time in the Middle East recently, especially with the Israeli-Palestine conflict. And I just think there's so much misinformation. There's so much, there's so many crimes against humanity and crimes against the Geneva Convention. And I don't think anybody's talking about it. All we're talking about is the Israeli-Palestine conflict, which is definitely an important con conflict to talk about. We need to talk about what's going on there, and we need to all understand and stay with this issue. But what I think is going to happen is I think because of this massive conflict in the Middle East, 
we might start to see other issues get swept under the rug and other countries get away with stuff that they shouldn't get away with. Oh, and news nine hours ago. The Israeli government has announced a unilateral ceasefire in Gaza. This should take effect at 2 a.m., roughly three hours after the announcement. So that should be in effect now. We'll see how that goes. This happens many times in conflicts. We see ceasefires, and then sometimes they don't work, sometimes they do. So hopefully during the ceasefire, we can see that a another foreign, another international group or another country can help broker a peace deal, and hopefully the arms can go down. We, the War Zone Civilians Advocacy Group, believes that this conflict will end when the Hamas is gone. I believe that personally. When the Hamas no longer exists, I think that that's when this will end, because there have been peace deals before, and the Hamas hasn't stopped. So when the Hamas is gone, and Israel is ready to drop their weapons, then I think that Palestine will finally be free from the bombs, and I think that once Palestine is left alone, which hopefully can happen, and once Israel has done their little egotistic, like, showing their power, making sure that the rest of the Middle East knows that they're ready, that they're strong, which, of course, is important for countries, because, especially in the Middle East, because surrounding Israel are a bunch of Arab countries that back Palestine and would love to see the destruction of Israel. So it's important for them to be allowed to show the rest of the Middle East that they're powerful, but I don't think that that should involve the bombing of innocent civilians. But I also think that the bombing of innocent civilians is also the fault of the Hamas, who have positioned themselves in civilian areas to coerce the Israeli attacks onto civilians. So I definitely think there's more than one side to this story. There's a lot of different things to look at. There's a lot of different parties in the conflicts that need to be taken into account and factors that need to be taken into account. A uh, closer look at the Israeli-Hamas agreement in Gaza. The truce is to be monitored by Egypt, which borders um, Israel and Palestine. So it's good that there is some oversight on this and that we can hopefully trust, I mean, as much as you can, the Egyptian government to properly watch that. And news out of the Middle East, Yemen specifically, at 8.57 a.m. Pacific time. The U.S. has sanctioned Houthi military leaders as peace efforts stall. So yes, peace efforts were happening. They they had been happening for a bit here. Um, but seeing as those have stalled, the U.S. has now sanctioned Houthi military leaders. This could bring about some pushback from the Houthis, but ultimately, sanctions by the U.S. government are generally fairly effective at pushing down on groups such as the Houthis because of how powerful the United States is on the global stage. Now, this could be countered by the Iranians who are supporting the Houthis. 
well, we have yet to see a response by the Iranians, so hopefully they will come out with something soon. But also, hopefully, they don't mess with this, because the Houthis definitely need to be put in their place, just like the Saudi government needs to be put in their place about the crimes they have been inflicting in Yemen. Now, let's talk about the Central African Republic. We talked about that a while ago. They had a election a few months back. I believe that was in January, I want to say. Um, and I couldn't find who won it. I kept looking after that, but I couldn't find who won it. So if you know, um, just drop me a DM or drop the Warzone Civilians Advocacy Group a DM or email. And hopefully I can figure that out. All I know is that after that election, there was a lot of violence and there was a lot of disruption at the polls during the election. And so it's hard to tell whether that was an un uh, a good election, whether it had been properly done. It is, I mean, I don't like to speculate, but I can only assume that that election was fraudulent. I can only assume that lots of terror groups in the country have, have pushed back and have ruined a peaceful and democratic election. So that's it's really sad to see because we saw the Central African Republic about to have this new democratic election and then it got kind of swindled by the bad guys. So hopefully we see some better news coming out of there soon, but I haven't seen anything recently. I'll have to look a bit deeper later. Thank you for listening to this episode of The World As We Know It. I hope you enjoyed. Once again, if you enjoyed this and you wanted to comment, just email the Warzone Civilians Advocacy Group at warzonecivilianceadvocacygroup at gmail.com and we read everybody's emails. Hopefully we can listen to your feedback and we can incorporate that into the podcast and all of our other content. Thank you and once again, have a good day.